What is it about this game that you love? Hearing the ball bounce, uh, the feeling that you get out making a great pass, you know, walking on the hardwood, lacing up your sneakers. I, I just love it. I love jumping. I love dunking. I love hearing the crowd going ooh and ah. The whole game is just tremendous, you know. <laughs> I sound like an NBA commercial or something. Like, I love this game, you know. But I do. I love it. You know what? It, it, it's it's episode 100. Uh, first off, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Tune is live in the building. It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. And it's your boy, Famous Phillips. And um, I want to be super, super, super excited. I know you guys have been waiting to hear us for a very long time. It has been quite a journey to get to this point here uh, for episode 100. But um, we come to you on very, very solemn ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when I say solemn, I mean it's uh, it's solemn as fuck. Uh, it's we been rough. it's yeah, been a rough few days. <laughs> at, at the time that we are recording this podcast, it has now been forty eight hours uh, since the passing of the late great Kobe Bean Bryant. Man, and, it doesn't even um, sound right when you say that. It's insane. Nope. Yeah, like it's insane, and you know we 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 have made a, a point before we started recording that we weren't going to spend uh the entire show dedicated to kobe but i want everybody to know that the spirit of kobe is going to be throughout this podcast from now on moving forward the mamba mentality um yeah. if you're going to notice something about this podcast or just want to have any type of idea of what's going to happen moving forward it's going to be the fact that we do have that mamba mentality in us and uh when i said that real quick I don't want to harp on this for a, a whole lot of time, but what has been your favorite or, or what is your favorite memory of Kobe? Or let's start off here first. Where were you when you heard the news? So um, this past week I was in Maryland and um, I was getting breakfast and I was eating and then um, it, the alert came not to my phone, but his phone. Yeah. And he was just like stunned. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was just like, Kobe Bryant's dead. And I was like, nah. Yeah. So we're going, I'm immediately, I'm on my phone trying to find a source. Yeah. Trying to go through. And then I saw TMZ and I saw, and that's when I called y'all. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, if some, if anybody knows, it's one of them. Yeah. But y'all didn't yeah. answer the first time. And then I called him a second time and he answered. But then by that time we had got the, conf- and then the the thing was, we were the first to realize it. And then you could see the wave of people in the, in the, in the diner we were at another black guy. This one, like, Oh my Lord. And then it's a table like, yo, like it was like a, and it was just solemn. Like, yeah. What the fuck just happened? I was, uh, I was at my house. I was actually, um, the pro ball, the pro ball was on. Yeah. I don't really usually watch the Pro Bowl, but I knew Lamar Jackson was playing, so I said, "Let me put it on. You see, you know, check yeah. it out." 
as I'm watching, I get the the message probably before it even starts. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it happened before. And when I seen it, I was like, mm, you know how people be trying to kill people off. So with Twitter and Instagram sometimes. So like I I wanted to make especially sure, with what happened the night before. Right. I wanted to make sure that this was like a verified account, whatever. I looked at the TMZ account. I was like, this is verified, but. I'm not gonna really believe it until I see either ESPN, Woj, you know, Bleacher CNN. Report, something like that. CNN say something, um, and then a few moments later, we got confirmation that it was him. And then it really killed me when they said Gigi was on the on the. I uh, broke yeah. down when they said Gigi was yeah. there. I, I literally, I was in there crying, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't fat like I don't know. Tune, you could probably attest to this. Growing up. All I knew was Kobe growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Any any came, athlete. Right. LeBron came, but like Kobe was our Michael Jordan. Yeah. And so that's why it hit me so hard. Um I was I was in the car and um oddly enough, and this is kind of I don't know if it's like really eerie, but I was out grocery shopping and I decided for whatever reason in that moment, I was like, you know what? I don't need my phone. Like I'm gonna leave my phone at the house. Like it was. On the, I actually forgot it. I didn't think like, oh, I'm just gonna leave it. But I actually forgot my phone. So when I forgot my phone, we're at the grocery store. I kid you not. I get in the car and I turn on the car. I normally don't. I never have the radio on in the car. Never. But I turn on the car and the ra- and I'm talking about as soon as I turn the car on. I hear the radio announcer say, hey, I just want to make a breaking news that Kobe Bryant has passed away. And then as soon as I say that, my girl gets the notification to her phone like, oh, my God. Like, she was just like, this is real. And I'm like, no, no. And, I, bro, I, I kid you not. I was like, nah. I was like, this. I kept saying, I was like, no, no, no. Y'all playing. I was like, yo, y'all are playing with me right now. That's not real. It's like, not none of that. Yo, at, we had to make another run. And she was getting the reports on her phone and was saying that there were five people at that time that were like that. So my girl's whole emphasis was, well, who are the other five people? Like, that, that's what she right. was stuck on. Like, we know it's Kobe, but who are the other five people? And because you don't just ride on a helicopter with Random randoms, people. you know what I'm saying? Like, if you think logically about it, especially yeah. a celebrity, you would know the people. So that then, you're so then, you know, her, she's constantly looking up the stuff, and I don't have my phone, and I'm still gone by the time. But when it was really getting real, I was like, bro. I was like, I just got to get to my phone. I just got to get to my phone. I finally, probably 20 minutes later, get to my phone. Your call. I have like probably 10 missed calls at that time. All the text messages, all the ads and everything. Because everybody knows how much of a Kobe guy that I am. So I was, it, my mm-hmm. phone. I had to, really, I just really had to decompress in that moment. And then once I decompressed and I just, I just turned on CNN and ESPN for the rest of the day and was just kind of like in shock. Yeah. It just, and it and sucks, man. And that's exactly what happened. We were eating. We were so hungry and we were eating. We had to like, immediately when we got the news, we just sat there and looked at each other. Like, is this real right now? Yeah. We yeah. lost our appetites. I was just like, give me a box. And yeah. he went to the car and like, I get in the car and he's just we're we're both just like yeah. zombies. And then we get get to his house and I walk through the door and it's all on the TV. Yeah. And it's like Kobe Bryant passes away at 41 years old. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But when I got the news that Gigi was confirmed. Yeah. One of the passengers. Yeah, man. I was crying when I heard it was Kobe. But the fact that his baby, like the like his like they were so close because you know of her love of the game and his love of the game. Yeah. And hearing that and seeing that, it I broke down. I was just like I I just. Yeah. Uh, 
we would be remiss and be very irresponsible on this podcast if we did not acknowledge the rest of the lives outside of Kobe and Gigi that were aboard that helicopter when it uh, crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, don't even really want to go into the details of the crash. I don't really want to go into it because I don't want to go into any of that. We, that. The reports and everything are going to come out when they come out. Um, There's a total of nine now. Yeah. Uh, so rest in peace to all the families. Um, Kobe, we love you. Before we get off of Kobe real quick, I do want to say uh, or just take a brief moment to acknowledge who, what your favorite Kobe moment was. If you have a favorite Kobe moment of yours, uh, which, which was your... I've got quite a few. I've got like, I've got like, I mean, I I got a laundry list of moments. You know what I did the other day too? I went on Twitter and I don't know if you know this, but I just typed in Kobe and I typed in my at name, right? Because you can see that, you know, going back, bro, I had, I have like over a hundred tweets of saying, <laughs> of at, like, of, of talking about Kobe in my like thing. And I'm like, dog, this is crazy. Like dating back to like 2011. I have like uh, Kobe, my nigga, I hate it. it, had to be him type of thing. But anyway, my favorite Kobe moment outside, because Kobe encompassed with the Lakers are a moment for me, but just my favorite Kobe moment would probably have to be the final game. The 61 in the, the 61 in the final game, man, because I'm telling you, I'm sitting around at the, I'm sitting around watching the game, just thinking that like, yo, I got to watch this because. You know it's Kobe, like I know it's his last game. Like I'm watching this because dog, like this is real. And you got to think about everybody was in the building that night. Jack, Jay Z, Kanye, uh, you name it. Everybody of who's who was in the building that night. And uh, for my man's to go out and drop 61 on their head top. Yeah, he did. That was a. Hey, I was like, salute Mamba out for real. And then to have the girls, if you they played the full game last night uh, on ESPN. Uh, the full final yeah, game. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it was yeah, it was rough watching, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good watch. Yeah, man, but that um, again, I y'all, I'm such a huge Kobe fan. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, but that was probably my highlight right now. For me, it was um, I played basketball and um, when I was younger, I played uh, for a rec league. I played travel basketball, and my dad used to always like you know work with me. My coach would work with me on like different skills handles that things of that sort and they like that was one of the things that kind of bonded me my dad because my dad will always talk about Kobe and his game and we would watch basketball games together and just watching him play like it I don't have a specific memory but like watching him play like his his intensity his everything about him was just there was nobody else on that level in my opinion and so it's just like he was just a big part of my my athletic career <laughs> so it's just it's yeah. sad yeah my favorite moment from kobe um you know i'm a big d-wave fan yeah love d-wave but i also love kobe because as a as playing bas like playing basketball just as like in the in the wreck and stuff like that but also playing sports and being an athlete you understand kobe's mentality the more you watch him and yeah. my favorite part of him and d wade going back and forth is that <laughs> Dwayne wade was in the conversation of like top five shooting guards of all time we all obviously know michael jordan kobe that's one and two you know what i'm saying and the battles they had there, there was this one game um oh, where he broke his nose um yeah <laughs> well, that was in the all-star game though but there was another game where kobe and um d-way was playing in the regular season 
and Kobe hit a game winner right over D Wade. Yeah. And I, you know, I I know we lost the game, but it was like my favorite Kobe moment because I'm like, yo, Kobe's still <laughs> doing this at his yeah. age. Like, yeah, this shit's crazy. And then that, just a, a small asterisk is I don't think a lot of people realize where like so when I used to play basketball and stuff I used to always like bite my jersey or bite my shirt Mm -hmm. and I got that from Kobe because I just remember Kobe doing that shit so much in the game and like it made me want to do that and there's so many things like I could go on and on but yeah rest in peace to Kobe Gigi as well as the other passengers man you know long live Kobe long live the Mamba Mamba mentality Mamba out that's all we're gonna um, embody uh, the rest a uh, hundred episodes uh, and, and for a hundred more to two hundred more to three hundred more uh, Kobe will forever live within this podcast man so again Mamba out on that one uh, it's a it's a tough switch gears, but we're gonna do it. Um, we got to. Uh, it's a responsibility that we have to you as a listener to kind of provide the vibes. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, man. Um, can you believe, guys? A hundred episodes, man. Uh, clap it up one time for the hundredth episode, man. I can't believe we made. It. I mean, I can't believe we made it, but it's been a it's it, it's it's been a journey, man. We've had uh two years going on three. Uh, worth of positive vibrations um, Again, I've said this to you guys in the past Shout out to you guys for the consistency uh, Of being here for the podcast Because it takes Name something uh, Name something that you have a hundred of Look, name something It's hard to think of something yeah, that, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to think of something That you have a hundred of And we have that in this podcast, man Ain't that song? That means we've met a hundred times <laughs> Yeah, at least over a hundred. Uh, right, we met over, but at least a hundred times, right? That's what I'm saying. So that's true. We've been cool. in very close quarters these past yeah, two years. Man. So listen, <laughs> shout out to us. Man. Kudos to you guys, man. Shout out to Push and Start. Shout out to the very loyal listeners, man. Shout out to the people that's listening for the very first time because they saw the dope promo that we've been posting. Uh, shout out to the pictures, man. I know y'all seen the pictures. That's uh, that's out. Uh, we was fire. Looking, I think we was looking good. Uh, GQ need to cut us a check. I think that's what we need to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Sponsorship. It was looking good, man. But uh, in the past, when we've taken our holiday break, we normally come back and give you a plethora of different things that we've missed. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this week because I really do want to just cut to the shits. Uh, anything that really sticks out to you guys that we missed that we since we've been gone? Any one of the big highlights? I know we just came off the Grammys, which just also had a somber moment because of what we just talked about. But... Um, that's really like the biggest thing. I mean, you know, Trump's January. impeachment. Yeah, Trump's impeachment. Uh, World War Three. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, by the way, that had to be the funniest twenty-four hours on Twitter. On <laughs> World War Three was, was the funniest twenty-four hours on Twitter until it got real. <laughs> that was it, that that night was more funnier than the nigger navy night. You remember that night? Oh yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I was uh. That had me cracking up for a little bit, man. Um, Black Twitter know how to make something funny, I tell you. Yeah, we did. There's probably going to be a lot of people that hit us up and say, oh, my God, you guys missed this, or oh, my God, you guys should have talked about this. I know we probably should have, uh, but we did. Oh, over the holidays, did you guys get the chance to see anything good, any movies, anything? Just no. Mercy. Just Mercy was hard. You liked really? it? I haven't seen it yet. Man, did it make you cry? For real? I I you know the older that's I get, the one with michael b like, jordan and, and jamie fox and jamie right fox. and when i tell you it was one of the most like tear-jerking movies ever there's so many so many different like scenes that just make you really appreciate life yeah it's crazy um i didn't get a chance to see anything too popping over the break um i am starting this new show on hbo called the outsiders if you have not seen that that is fire 
Um, nothing really new. Nothing really. Uh, po- oh, Have Bad y'all? Boys. Uh, I haven't seen it. Haven't seen Bad Boys. Somebody yet. said we're gonna cry. For what? They didn't tell me. They said, but it's an emotional movie. Oh, for Just Mercy? No, for Bad Boys. Oh, oh, don't I don't even want to know that. But they, yeah, yeah, I, I, don't I know did that. know. Somebody did say that they've already talked about doing another one. It already got greenlit. Shout out yeah. to Sony. Um, that's what happens when the bag comes in. When the bag comes in, Will Smith in, said that he didn't want to just do it for like a money money thing to wait that long. He wanted it to be a like a listen. Will and they said, said they won't wait 19 listen, years to give what, us a three. This is what Will Smith did. Will Smith said, yeah, I'm going to take my time on this bad boys. I finally got the right script. We're going to do it. But I ain't going to commit to another one of these motherfuckers until I see that first week return. And then Sony and Will said, oh, you make me number one at the box office? <laughs> Cut a check. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Off to the races. Uh, but, yeah, didn't really get a chance to see much. Listen, I, re- uh, you know, I probably don't have a lot to say because over the time that we've been a product, I've really just been working on Push to Start and relaxing. Yeah. It has been very, uh, it's been a very kind of, you know, doing some self-reflection, self-awareness, Any trying music? to get the mind and body right. Stunner? Uh, Stunner for Vegas. Okay, cool. Friend of the show. Live, shout love out him. <laughs> shout out to Stunner. <laughs> it was cool. Um, yeah, he dropped an album. Uh, also, uh, Meek Mill and Roddy, Roddy Rich uh, yeah. dropped a track. Letter to Nipsey. I mean, it's, it's a dope track. That record is hard. He actually uh, released that at the Grammys uh, the night of. He performed it live. Him and Roddy. That was dope. Um, Money was, Bag Yo. Money Bag Yo was hard. Yeah, his his project. The Drake and Future record. How you guys feel about that? one I like that. Life is good. That one. That one is hard. Speaking of all these different music outlets, did you guys see footage from the Rock Nation brunch? I did. <laughs> you had a friend there. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, dope. Shout out to Chill. She was at the Rock Nation. Okay, yeah. pinky up she one time. CG, yeah. Okay, pinky yeah, up. She shouted us out. Really? What? Push the start. Yeah. Not like at, at the, the Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must yeah, say, yeah, yeah. oh, you Prior, my biggest yeah. man. Um, listen, man. Uh, uh, the Rock Nation brunch has now been going on for its third or fourth consecutive year, and I know every time we get around this chance, we see all the different pictures of B and J. And last year was the iconic picture of Nipsey and Lauren, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it doesn't. It, it, it. I don't necessarily want to say I want to be there, but it definitely is inspiring. Like because yeah. it not even necessarily. I know there was a lot of criticism about Kevin Hart giving his annual toast, and why would I want to listen to Kevin Hart give that speech? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like somebody quoted it after we got the news of Kobe, and like I bet you the stuff he's saying don't sound too bad now from what the stuff. Yeah, he's that's saying. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, can can we? Is it okay not to just take things for like what they are in the moment and not shoot the messenger because of who they are? I, I mean, like, agree. I mean, like, damn, it yeah, is. Yeah, and we all and we know that now. I bet you Sunday night, I bet you holding your friend a little bit closer and trying to listen to some messages a little bit differently now. So, But I, I just want to say, as far as the Rock Nation brunch is concerned, uh, a lot of power in that room. Absolutely. Uh, of, and I don't know if you We're going to be there one day. Yeah, well, I don't see, I don't even care to be there. I care to create that. But if Beyonce was like, Nick, we invite the Push the Star podcast. If Beyonce calls me, I'm doing whatever <laughs> she wants me to do. There are some degrading things that you can name. That you can name. That I would, you'll get, let her, you'll I would let her do. T- you'll let her, would you let her touch your G-spot? I would 100,000%. Dis- no disrespect. Please don't get me started. It's early. Wow. I'm, I'm trying to turn a new leaf. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to turn a new leaf here on this podcast, man, in the 100th episode. So I don't want to get too crazy. Uh, we have to do this uh we've been talking a little while let's go ahead and get to the gas us man uh sierra danielle who do you want to gas up um it's not really a gas up but um i really just want to send my love and my condolences to vanessa mm-hmm. i i couldn't imagine being with someone since you're a teenager and then something like this happened and so i definitely 
send my condolences to her. And I honestly don't want her to say anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want her to come out and post a video how, you know, people bullied LeBron into doing, but I don't, you don't have to say anything. I think they bullied LeBron. A lot of people, I mean, I know, but I feel like his, he wanted to do a little, wait a little bit. I feel like he, uh, his stuff really did it because a lot of people, I genuinely feel like if LeBron wanted to wait it, he would have waited. Yeah, like, because, like, I mean, he's the he's the big. He can do what he wants. Like, don't give a fuck about yeah. what's happening yeah. on social media. Um, but yeah, f- but I, I just send my condolences and my love to her. Yeah, and the other and the other girls. Um, I wanted to uh, gas up Shaq. Yeah, you know, with everything that happened, um, Shaq. I'm glad that him and Kobe had that sit down. Like, uh, I think it was like two years ago, and just kind of talked about everything. Um, because I think that that made what happened Sunday even more important, you know? Um, so shout out to him, but also shout out to Lamar Jackson. He won the uh, NFL Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl MVP. Yeah. I know it's not that big of an honor, but, you know, I think it's a pretty good accolade as a second-year quarterback. So shout out to him, man. Um, One of the things that I want to gas up right now in light of everything that we've been talking about since you guys want to go on that route is uh, women's sports. Uh, Kobe was a huge, huge advocate for women's sports and equality within women in sports so anybody out there that's a woman that's doing their thing within the sports world continue to do it um i know it's a male dominated driven entertainment business type of thing uh but whether you're a basketball player soccer player whatever sport that you're playing you're a woman uh continue to uplift that sport uh and just keep continuing to go hard also in light of that there's the the first ever female coach is going to be coaching in the super bowl this year uh for wow. the 49ers man so shout out to that um i can't think of her name soro uh like She's so, the head coach? No, 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 no. She's oh. a she's an assistant coach. Um, but still, so that's you, a big a big deal. She's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. First woman coaching in the Super Bowl. That that, that that's a huge deal. So, um, and we'll talk about uh, I guess Super Bowl a little bit later um, towards the end of the show. But that is what we do every single week here. We gas up. We've got it going. Uh, the gas is officially in the whip, man. I think we can go ahead and get the hundredth episode started, man. Sierra Day, oh! ladies first. <laughs> Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. Ladies first. Yeah. Oh, I miss doing that. I miss hearing your yes. I missed yeah. it. I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> what up, everybody? It is your girl Sierra Danielle, and we are back. Hundredth episode, and I am back with ladies first. Um, in the light of everything that's been going on. I feel like the world is grieving right now. The world is in this place where it's just like in a state of shock, right? Um, Me personally, I haven't really been able to get into content and push out content like I normally would because I'm just like, I feel like stuff when moments like this really make you think about a lot of stuff like in your own life. So my question to you guys is how what advice would you give to the people or how do you grieve during times like this? When something like this happens so unexpected during a time where it's so celebratory and then it ends in a nightmare like this. So, you know, one of the biggest things I'm, I'm coming to grips with in this whole thing, you know, it, it, it comes from a spiritual place. When you start having questions about beliefs and you start asking God questions like, why would this happen now? Everybody's on their own journey. Everybody has their own idea of what that looks like when something like this happens. But my thing is, I'm sitting here asking myself, why would that be the case in my own, you know, spiritual journey and everything like that? 
from a tragic situation like that, we could even go to a year ago when something like Nipsey happens where it's just kind of like, why? Um, when it comes for grief, I felt guilty for just saying, you know what? Put my head down and just keep pushing. Right. At some point, like there was a part of me that said, I feel like that's a little bit disingenuous and non empathetic to the situation at hand. But me personally now moving forward, I'm like, I'm thinking about the people that are close to me in these situations, what they would want me to do. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing I know how to do like now is just kind of bury myself in the work or bury myself in bury myself in the craft of whatever mm-hmm. it is that I might be working on. And, you know, whoever it is that I may be grieving or what I may be grieving at that time, I just hope they don't take that as a disingenuous moment. It's just that's how I feel like I deal with it now. And again, it might not be the healthiest. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Like, do you feel like that's a healthy mechanism for you? It may not be, but it works mm-hmm. for me now. And, you know, we could go down and, you know, analyze this 10 years later and see the status of my mental health. Right. But I think as of right now, like the Kobe thing, you know, the Kobe thing messed me up. Like yeah. that was that was that that was tough. And, you know, we're, we're talking about Kobe, but it, it, it even more emphasizes itself that his 13 year old daughter was also in that situation as well. So. I mean, when you really think about the Mamba mentality, what would the Mamba mentality be? What would Kobe want you to do? The Did NBA canceled the NBA. The NBA canceled the Lakers Clippers game that was scheduled for today or postponed it that was supposed to be tipping off tonight. Now, if you really think about the Mamba mentality, Kobe wouldn't have wanted us to do that. Kobe would have said, "Y'all get y'all ass on that court and ball and do that stuff." But like, if you're thinking about in this particular moment right now, in like grief, man, look. Y'all seen the videos of the, uh, uh, of every play? It ain't a dry eye in that building that all the yeah. NBA games that have been playing. So it's not it's not even inside of Us anybody, to push through. Uh, right? Like it's just it's just tough. But that's what you know. But but like it's going back to me. For example, if that's what I would know, that's what I, that person would want me to do. That's the aim. That's what I'm gonna push for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Kobe wouldn't want me to take a day off of work because I'm grieving for him. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like he would want me to continue to push hard, and that's just for this particular moment. But I do apply that when other stuff like this happens too. What about you, um, Cal? Um, for me, is grieving is different. Um, so I don't know if I told y'all, but last week I went and saw my granddad. He's like 88 right now mm-hmm. he broke his arm he got hurt or some shit like that so me and my dad we went up there monday and tuesday saw my aunt she was is he in zebulon too no he so he's actually in maryland so we had to drive up to maryland i was wondering why you were in maryland mm-hmm. so i was in maryland with them and like you know it, and that happened last week that was before the kobe thing but it was good to see family you know because i don't like my granddad's getting older we i don't know how much longer he has i think he he's still good good mind you know stuff like yeah. that so he's he should be fine but you never know, you know, and at that age, it's kind of like you want to be appreciative of everything that's around you. And so for me, the grieving process is uh, is, is different. Um, I'm a drinker and I, I think everybody in here knows I, I like to drink. Um, I, I drunk some wine for Kobe. You know, one of his nicknames was uh, Vino. Vino, yeah. And, and that just means uh, wine. wine and that, you know, you get better with time. So like basically he was saying with every day he aged, he just got better and better. And so, I, you know, I poured up for him, maybe took a shot or two, didn't get crazy with it, but I did, you know, kind of pour up for him. Um, when I've had other people in the past die, I did the same thing. I always drink up a little bit for him. Now, that is a defense mechanism. I know there's some things that I have to go ahead and, like, attack, attack straight it. on. Um, but there, there's also 
there's also a place and time for everything. Mm-hmm. Two can attest. We were on we were on a cruise, Cosmo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My grandma died while we were on the cruise. Really? And so I didn't even find out until we got to uh, the uh, Belize. Belize. And so I'm getting off the boat and I'm hearing this. I tell my niggas, they like, yo, I'm sorry to hear that. Da, 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 da. They console me. Da, da, da. But at the moment, I had to I had to do what I had to do because I couldn't soak the entire trip. Like that, yeah. I think this was day one of the trip. Like, or day two, maybe. The, this was it was like day three. Day yeah, three. but but we still we were on we a week like, launch. Yeah, yeah, we had seven days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to like Yeah. I had to muster up some strength in myself and say, What would my grandmother do? She would want me to have a good time. Yeah. Because she knows that this is a one in some lifetime opportunity that I'm doing. And I think um like like Toon said with Kobe, Kobe would not want anybody out here crying. He'd be like, nigga, if y'all don't go to the gym or y'all don't work out or work yeah. harder than somebody else who's out here crying, she was like uh, you know, I, I think he would be that type of person who would say, I want LeBron to go out there and play this basketball game, whether he's crying the entire game or not. Yeah. Because he would want to see the competitive nature that he kind of instilled in a lot of these younger players. Like mm-hmm. the other night when they did, when he did pass, Trey Young had 45. Devin Booker had uh, 36. Who, uh, somebody came, was down 17 points in, in the fourth and came back to win. I think it was the Magic. That yeah. doesn't happen. Like, it, it just crazy shit was happening. Yeah. And, and Trey Young and Devin Booker both got it off for 24 shots. 24 shots. And they total added up to 81, which is what Kobe's top, um, highest total was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I think, I feel like those type of games and that mentality, Kobe would have wanted us to do that. And I know with every death that we are going to experience is going to be different. Not everybody yeah. will want us to grieve the same, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think my best way of grieving, um, for one, is to take the time to myself first. Like, because I was at the house, so I was good. I, I took some yeah. time and just kind of just chill. I tried to take a nap. I couldn't even sleep. Yeah. I didn't even think it would eat me up as bad as it did. But it, it was like, I, I'll say it like this. I've only lost two people that I've grown up with, like, knowing and they died, right? Yeah. Only two people. Everybody else I've either met later on in life or Yeah. My grandparents are a little different because I've known them, but I didn't really grow up with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it was with Kobe, I I've seen him play once. I've seen him play when he was um with the Lakers going up against the Bobcats back in the day. Yeah. Um I never really met Kobe. But I swear Kobe was family. You know? Yeah. And so going into it, I'm just like, this shit hurts. Like, this is a nigga that I knew from when day one starting watching basketball, yeah. I, which I was probably like seven or eight, the Lakers were in their prime. Kobe and Shaq were together. They were doing their thing. We knew who Jordan was. We knew who LeBron was because he was getting some rumblings. But it was it was the Kobe show. Everything you did, you shot a shot. Kobe. Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. You know, a part of this whole grief situation and trying to figure out some of the best ways to kind of express it i know we've talked about it being different for everybody right like mm-hmm. everybody i think your whole self experience within what you who you are as a person is going to dictate how you grieve about a particular situation um we're talking about somebody that we all admittedly said do not know but feel like we know and that's family and you know i'm trying to think about people that have been close to me like i don't have any living grandparents right mm-hmm but I'm thinking about the the again, it just goes to the mentality. I know everybody's not like this. And I wish and Sierra, maybe you because you haven't said a lot on this. Maybe can attest to maybe ways and different to. ways to grieve in this moment. But I just know for me, 
I just can't. I feel like I can't allow myself to the feel. moment to, to to feel it because I feel like the moment that that happens, like it's gonna be like you're I gonna like, unwind. You're gonna break down. Well, no, no, no. But I feel like if that happens, I feel like I'm letting not only them down, but I'm letting the people around me down because I just feel like the weight. I, I feel like this with a lot of things, but I just feel like the weight is on my shoulders to be to be the rock. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I'm okay with like I don't. I, it's not something that keeps me up at night. Yeah, it's just it's just when stuff like for, this happens, that's just how I feel. For me, um, up until the, like maybe the last two or three years when I started my journey as far as my healing, before that, grief to me looked like you know wallowing in my emotions. Um, so I'm a I'm extremely sensitive to the emotions around me, to the people around me. So when I feel something, I feel it very strongly. And when I'm sad, I'm really sad, especially when tragedy happens. Um, So like um, for me, the last death in my family that was unexpected, um, there were two. So my uncle passed away my sophomore year in in college. My grandma passed away unexpectedly my freshman year of college. Um, so my mom's mom and that one hit hard because she lived in Mississippi cause that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't been home in years. And so she was a diabetic. She would go in and out of the hospital cause her port would get infected. She'd get some medicine. She'd be out. So when she, when we were informed that, you know, she was sick again. Oh, okay. You know, you're going to go, I'm going to go to the hospital, get it checked out. And then whatever the case may be. But this particular time she went in and she never came out. And so it went from it being a small infection and then it be she had a uh, sepsis. It turned into sepsis, mm-hmm. which is can it killed her. Mm-hmm. And so that was completely unexpected and then I wasn't the healthiest emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like I would kind of be like you, I would bottle a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um I really wouldn't talk about it. I would just feel it when I would bottle it in. And then when I couldn't keep the emotions in, they would come out eventually. Like if you asked me what was wrong, they would pour out. Mm -hmm. Um, unless I had like a friend or a guy I was dating at the time, I would kind of talk to him a lot, like talk to him, but I would never like the moments that I had by myself when I actually allowed myself to feel it was alone in the shower or in my car or in a, in a room when I came home to visit my mom and then my uncle passed away unexpectedly my sophomore year, perfectly healthy as far as we knew. Yeah. Woke up one morning complaining of chest pains. His girlfriend took him to the hospital. He ended up telling her, you know, I can't breathe. Let me out of the car. She stopped. He got out of the car, collapsed Mm. dead. And we don't, I don't, I can't even remember what the cause of death was, but then it was kind of the same thing. So now I realize that when it's negativity, I I try to embrace it. Like I give myself time yeah. to feel it. Now, unfortunately, Sunday, I didn't really have time to feel it because I was in the midst of packing to come back. Mm-hmm. So that was a very long car ride, a very yeah. emotional car ride that I had to like kind of like tuck my emotions down. That was four <laughs> hours of driving. Dude. I had to tuck it in so that way I couldn't feel but. Those those drives be the worst. Right. And yeah, so, I mean, before be I had a moment with him and I was just like, you know, I need a hug. <laughs> like, I need a hug. Just let me. Whew, I had my little five minutes. Like, okay, now I got to get on the road. But you I know, feel like it's healthy to feel it. You know what I mean? Because I used to feel the same way you do. Like, yeah. you know, one of the things, too, and th- th- this may be the differences and this might 
I I don't know. So I I recently lost uh, my family dog. Uh, the other this was like two weeks ago. Um, and dogs are like family. I cry with my dog. Yeah, 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 right. So. No lie, that, that shit kind of fucked me up a little bit. But you know, like we we, we good, we we move on, we do what we got to do, we put the dog down, and like I said, I keep, you know we keep it moving. One of the things I did notice is that um, it had to be maybe two or three days later where I'm sitting. I really haven't really addressed the situation other than the fact of like I know what it is on the inside, but you know it is what it is. But I found myself taking it out on my girl in a different type of way, not like aggressive or mean or anything, but I was just kind of like letting some shit out. And I was just like, Oh damn, you know what? Yeah. My bad, bro. My, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, that's what happened. My bad, bro. Like going to therapy really was a blessing for me because like I would do the same thing. And it was because a lot of times like in therapy, I learned like you learn how to handle trauma and how to handle stuff like that. But that's why I like to work. Because I, know. I can get it out because I don't have to, like, I feel like that was a situation was where I really wasn't, I, I didn't have a lot going on at that particular moment in time. So it just kind of came out. If I would have been at work and I would have been doing, like, other, it, it would have already came out in ways of, like, oh, but, shit, but, that, fi- but in those that fire-ass moments, video But in those moments out. where you don't have work, then you need to find something that's positive to let you yourself see, feel and it. that's what I did. So when it happened... First thing that came to mind was, I know we're going to do something special because, you know, I do the other podcast. Yeah. We're going to do something special for Kobe. What I decided to say, I'm going to do this promo video right now. I literally dropped everything I was doing, got my computer out, downloaded some videos, chopped them up, put some music behind it, and did like a little ode, like my personal ode to Kobe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and, and that was my best way to kind of release a little bit of it. Yeah. But I still, like, I even now, I still feel heavy. It's like... Somber. It, it's, yeah, it's like you would not expect for a, this guy, this gentleman that did die, to die at the age he did because we knew there was so much more coming, right? And I feel like that's why it's so hurtful. The the coaching or whatever he was going to do, like, Kobe was such a bright mind, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I I think that's what hurts me the most about any kind of death. Like, if there's a death where I know it's an older person that might be on their way, I might might feel a lot better because, they look, they've lived life. You've had 80-plus years, 70-plus years. We understand that a little bit more than somebody who's 41 years old, five-time NBA champion, who's still got life left to live, uh, somebody who's 21 years old, who hasn't even finished college yet. That's different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, because we and expect it. it. You cope it. You cope different ways. With we ex- both we expect it. We expect people to live long, especially someone like Kobe, as influential as he was. You know what I mean? To go the way he did. Yeah. Something that wasn't in his control at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, very poignant uh, points made by all parties here on the show. Uh, again, Kobe's probably essence will, will, will show itself in the podcast moving forward. Uh, one of the things that Calvin did say in closing I want to I want to highlight is the fact that, and I think Obama said it best, he was getting ready for a second act. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he was getting ready for the. It, it was like after. his like 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 life after basketball might have been greater than life in like basketball. like his basketball. Go like who in the like bro? Who leaves who leaves their 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 genre going to movies and off the rip get an Oscar? They don't have Spike Lee been making movies for 20, 30 years and it got and, and, and just got his Oscar. And you talking about the first moment you touch down on a movie thing, you get an Oscar. That's great. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, come on, bro. Come on, man. But listen, uh, shout out to Sierra. Yeah, we do that every week. Clap it up for her on the Pussy Side Podcast. Clap it up. Um, this is the point in time where we do hit a pothole. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, car's a little shaky. Yeah. Very, very shaky. L- low on, low on yeah, oil. Man. Calvin um, Phillips, what up, man? Road Rage. Man, it's your boy Famous here. And this week's Road Rage will probably make you a little upset because um, I know we've all had this connection to someone that we, we know. So uh, recently, um, a black teen in Texas was suspended and won't be able to graduate because the school was saying his dreadlocks are too long. Right mm. now, this happened I saw that. almost four days ago, about five, six days ago. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And pretty much what the the student's mother and father came out and said is he's part of uh, he's part Trinidad Trinidadian. Yeah, it's part of his culture. The, the dreadlocks. Right, right. And right. so the Texas school is still on this thing that is like. He can't graduate unless he cuts them, right? I have so many questions about this already. Gabrielle Union came out and was like, the policing criticism and all other forms of bullshit-ass commentary about our hair keep fighting. They truly believe if you stay quiet, they've won. Don't be quiet. Don't let this thing. And I completely and 100% wholeheartedly agree with her. And and one one thing I wanted to kind of This isn't the first case that's happened either. Right. It's not the first case that has happened. And what I wanted to kind of have this conversation about is... How do you guys see racial relations in our day and age right now? You know, it, we're in 2020. We've gotten past. Oh, niggas is potting today, huh? Niggas <laughs> said, niggas said they go come on the pod today yeah, and we, pod for real. We've gotten past the whole. When we haven't gotten past it, but time frame. We don't have slavery. We have modern day slavery with, with prison. Mm-hmm. We don't have um, segregation. In the in the terms of what the eighties seventies well we're separated was. Yeah. but there are laws but and stuff put in place things, to kind of yeah, put us to still separate us right. how do y'all think that the 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 conversation of race relations and racial tensions and stuff has changed since we've been alive you know what I'm saying because I still see a lot of things that could be changed and need to be changed but still haven't had any change I, I feel look I'm um. You know what? I'm a Sierra. I'm gonna let you go first. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna let you go first. I feel like until hmm, there are definitely are a lot of stuff that is wrong. Um, there are a lot of policies, a lot of things put in place to keep black people from accelerating forward. Not only from white people, but even within ourselves. That's so deeply rooted in you know, slavery in itself, because we're not that far removed from the segregation era and the Jim Crow era. We're not that far removed. So I feel like for people to say, because I've heard people say, we don't deal with racism. We don't deal with this. For people to think that how, how far removed are we from like, Jim Crow and segregation? Really, like... Because my grandma, my grandma experienced... I would say like 38, 39 years, maybe. Right, so you expect 400 plus years of slavery and trauma to the black community and oppression in the black community from white supremacy. You expect that, that whole system to be undone in less than 50 years? I don't understand where your logic is coming from when it comes to that. But also, there... The very system of America, when it came to be, when it was founded, all the way down to our Constitution, when the Constitution was written, we weren't even considered a whole person. The people who wrote the Constitution had slaves. Up and like even police officers, judges, lawyers, those people, when all of these jobs in the beginning, they were white people, a part of the Ku Klux Klan. You, for you to think that there is no laws or no 
behind the door are people of influence using their platform to set black people back for you to say well, that is it's not that they don't care i feel like they're in denial there are some people that You're don't care about black people or white people? yeah black people oh, black and people. white people oh. white I, I people don't white yeah. people don't care because it doesn't affect them directly they understand that they have a privilege and they don't want to speak out because of fear they might lose that privilege <clears throat> black people there are some of them that don't care there are some of them that are in denial or some of them are just like, it doesn't directly affect me as a person or any of the people that I'm directly connected to. So why do I have to care? You know what I mean? Hmm. They might be in better OJ. situations. Exactly. They might be in better situations than the average black person that grew up in the hood. Um, Calvin's original point or, or question rather was, uh, where do I think racism has, has transitioned or, or been different since the time that we've been born? So what is it? 24 years, 25 years, 26 years, 27 years on this earth? Mm-hmm. Ain't shit changed but the day. I'm telling what they ain't since the time we've been born. What we had a black president, cool. And that's what a lot of white what people say. Fa- how can we be racist if y'all had a black president? Nah, but that's and y'all even, gave him hell. Yeah, but that's not even gonna fly anymore, just based off of where we at now. But exactly, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like that's just not even gonna fly. But I, I, I distinctly remember now. I, I watch crime documentaries. I watch that's. 90% of my intake and consumption is documentaries about various different things, but it has to do with crime and just like everything. Anything that's interesting, I'm probably watching it on. But one of the documentaries, I know we might not have seen is the 13th, uh, Ava DuVernay. Uh, it's on Netflix. If you have not seen that, you got to watch it like six times. But it just basically highlights the inception of where we started and how it came to be and what the 13th Amendment means to us as black people in America today to how we do have, like Calvin said, modern-day slavery. We do have the shit now. Does Toon, Famous, and Sierra pull up at a Dreamville Fest and 65 to 70% of the crowd is white people and we all piecing it up and loving it up and we all listening to the same and J. Cole's on stage and all that? Of course, that's going to happen. Whereas that might not have happened 50 years ago where we all kumbaya at a music festival of this black artist. That's different. Okay, cool. You know, when it comes down to the logistics and the like, yeah, like, like when I go out and I go to the grocery store and I see, you know, my 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 counterpart or like if I see a white person struggling, I'm gonna see I'm gonna help. I I would assume that if a black if a white person saw me struggling in in, in very minute space, not in a major scale, because I know people are gonna kill me for this, but I'm just saying like if I'm struggling to get something up at top, right, and a white dude, I'm sitting here at six foot and a half. And it's a six foot five dude who see me struggling to get some is a white dude. He probably might how you go help me out, right? You help me out. Now I know that's a very very small 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 example to right. what I'm talking about. But if you want to talk about the transition, I mean the in face. I think the the in face as far as physical me seeing you racism has diminished to an extent now it's behind closed doors or sometimes it's now it's behind open. closed doors and they showed you in 26 how many closeted trump supporters do you think are out there now that voted, I feel that, like, that voted for I feel like him in the beginning the i feel like in the beginning there were a lot of closeted ones but i feel like throughout his presidency he's given these people a boldness to come out and be like oh yeah I was, what was i driving to i was driving somewhere and the crazy thing is i brought up trump's name and we're talking about racism by exactly the way. i was somewhere yeah was I coming back from Maryland? I don't know where I was, but I remember seeing, no, I was going to Charlotte. I think I was driving to Charlotte. And there were these people lined up on this bridge holding Confederate flags mm-hmm. and Trump. So they had the Trump flag and all this stuff. But my thing is, 
is this. We are, how many years did we say? 50 years removed. No, uh, I, I Googled it. Uh, Jim Crow was in the 60s. 65. Okay, so would we say almost 60 years? 60? Yeah. Almost 60 years. Almost yeah. 60 years. My grandma's like my, yeah, my grandma's in her seventies, going on her in her eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the people, the grown folks during this time, had children, who are now old people of today, who have those mentalities of the Jim Crow segregation era ingrained in their brains, who are our politicians, our doctors, our lawyers, our day to day people in the corner store, police officers. They are ingrained in this racism, that racism, white supremacist mentality from their parents. And to think that these people, they understand even more now, they, they have white privilege, but they have a bigger platform to work that privilege now with how much we've uh, um, you know, progressed as a society since those days. They have more ways to oppress black people, even if it's minute. They have the power to do that. Y- y'all ever uh, been called a nigger by a white person? Never called a nigger by a white person, but I have experienced racism. Yeah, I have. You really? called a nigger? I had to fight him in the parking lot. <laughs> Tell me about that. What happened? Um, it was this dude that uh that I used to work with at McDonald's when I was younger. I was probably like 17, 16, yeah. 17. And um, he was getting upset with the black coworkers because we were like, you know, joking and da da da. And he, he's like, he yo, what's good, my nigga? No, he was like, <laughs> he was like, F you niggas. Like, <laughs> oh, to, to the group of us. Oh, no. Nah. And so, yeah, nah. I, I had to handle Like a hard me. ER? Yeah. And I, I basically, I was like, yo, I'll catch you. Do y'all feel like we should kill the word nigga? As a black community, I don't. I don't think so, but I think we need to be mindful of how we use it. And I know that sounds like you're trying to police your words, but it's really, really not. Like you shouldn't. Like for me personally, you know where I work. Yeah. I don't go into my place of work and like, what's use up, it, nigga? <laughs> overuse it or yeah. even use it really because yeah. I know that there's certain. I like think about saying nigga in your workplace as the same or equivalent to saying fuck. You yeah. wouldn't just go around just throwing fucks around yeah. at right. your workplace. Unless the workplace like is the is the podcast, we right. can do that here because it's yeah. a, it's a freedom, of, we, it's our free space, right. yeah. yeah. But there, there's a time and place for everything, yeah. And so when I tell people like, "Hey, I don't think we should be using this word like that," but I want to be free and liberal, da, 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 that's fine. I feel but like there's a, a place and time for everything, even for the words that we say. I mm. wholeheartedly agree, but I feel like with the word "nigger," "nigger," we know where that word originated from, right? Any victim of trauma. The first thing they're going to do, if they feel like somebody has stripped their power away from them, they're going to want to take that power back. In a, in a sense that some sexual assault victims, they become to become, I don't want to use the term promiscuous because it, it has a negative connotation, but they they become, they, they you know, I don't know how to say it without sounding bad, but there are some people that are more so... The, not the aggressor, but they're seeking out to have sex and be more free because they want to exercise their choice. Like, I'm choosing to give my body away versus it being taken away. They want to take that power back. The what? use of the word nigger and turning into nigga and making it a term of endearment, which was once a term to break us down, I feel like that's what black people aim to do. But I feel like sometimes we use that word a little bit too much. Like, at some point, okay, I get it. This is our word. We've taken it back. But I would much rather us try to find another term of endearment in a sense not I, doing I, not I, doing I away with the fine. word no i, I just think you gotta be I, you know what you know, you know what i'm i'm gonna I'm rock the boat on this one i kind of agree with sierra on this 
I think that what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm say, I'm say that again. I'm gonna people. shake some shit up real quick, man. I kind of agree with Sierra on the on the principle of trying to find a different word. I'm tired of having the argument about whether or not if I'm at a rap show and I hear a white person say "nigga," do I snuff them right then and there? Do I just jaw him, try to catch the charge because he disrespected me? Or disrespected my culture Or if I'm sitting in a room With some of my white friends And one of my white friends Slips up and says it And I gotta drop kick this man Have you ever had that face. happen to you? Have I ever had a white friend of mine? <laughs> yes I did I have to <laughs> but What did y'all I do? To, I had to tell that friend Do do not say this shit again yeah, like, but, but see Yeah, I, yeah. I, You're not gonna Listen what I'm saying is this, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Because I'm going off the rock. Yeah. You don't want to fight. I'm not going to fight anybody for saying the N-word like anymore like I did when I was younger. Did you yeah. beat his ass? I did. Yeah, bro, listen. He was all country bumpkin-ass white people. But yeah. One of those John Deere wearing ones? Pretty much. And like, so, but my stance now is I'm a lot more older, a lot more mature. And you got I a lot will, to lose. I will ask you, why did you say that word first? And then after that, I would tell you, you need to respectfully stop saying that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, for real. After that, if I give you those two warnings and you still continue to try to use that word, then we might get into an altercation. Yeah. Because at that point, you're being disrespectful to my culture, myself as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if I've already, like, there are people, and I will say this to the podcast, there are people who will let white, brown, and other Ethnicities that are not black say nigga. Because mm-hmm. Spanish ag- people shouldn't say I either. don't agree with that at all. The issue is there are some black people who do. And so when they're around those black people, they can say it, which is fine. If, if that's what your crew wants to do, that's fine. But if you come to my crew, like if you come to Zebulon and it's a Hispanic dude saying nigga, they're not going to rock with that. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we grew up and we didn't do that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different culture things. And we, we had a conversation um at one point in time because there was a Hispanic dude that I work with that I told him, I was like, I don't feel comfortable you saying nigga. And then what go, did he say? He was like, "Bro, I, I respect that. I, I appreciate that. Like where I'm from, because he's like Dominican. I think yeah. he was saying that they they use it all the time, like or whatever. But then coming to find out later on, he was saying that he has black heritage down the line. Mm. So he's Afro Latino. Or the nigga was lying. He could have been lying. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, don't know. I would I would I would say that I'm, it's I'm more assume, so true. I'm because because Spanish people is. because Spanish people, Dominicans, Cubans, their 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 origin is from black people. There were slaves that were dropped and, off in these Spanish people countries. Right. So and they so, are they do have black so heritage. What, what I had what I had kind of discovered is that there are like through the diaspora of what blackness is, um there like like Sierra said, there is a lot of people that are on those islands that are considered black. My thing is, that's fine. But if you do not identify with the culture, if you do not identify with being black and blackness, yeah. you should not be using that word. Because a lot of times they use it to kind of connect to the black culture. Which, which And my thing be. is, okay, we use the word. You know, we want to make that a term of endearment, right? But at some point it's like, why should that word be that's the, why the why mission, should that one word be defined as our culture that's why and that should say of, something when other people use that to kind of identify with our culture think of it white people say nigga to try to fit in with their black friends spanish people say nigga for the same reason especially if you're afro-latino and you're using that to kind of connect to your black side why does that word have to be the connector or the catalyst to connect you to a race that is not yours. That's why the goal in 2020 is to, uh, we're going to start it here, man. Push the start. We, we ain't going to use it no more. We're not going to say the N word no more. Nah, man. I'm not going to say it. 
that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. You it. think he's lying? No, man. Yeah. No, no. We I'm should not. we should make no, a swear jar every time no. you say that word. No, I'm not. You gotta I'm put a dollar in a jar. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose a new term. I'm gonna. I, I, it's a new wave. It's a new wave yeah. right now. It's a new wave. What's I'm gonna the choose term, a, Nick? The the word that we're gonna use now he is nah. We gonna Nigga, we gonna put <laughs> no. It's not. It's gonna be called. We gonna use uh. We gonna use what's another powerful word. Nigga. A, a black a, a, for for something Don't something black for me Cole. Cole. what's up Cole? <laughs> yeah that's it no Cole is dirty oh Cole I right. um on the flip side when you put a lot of pressure on Cole it becomes a diamond what's up diamond I ain't calling everybody I ain't calling you diamond <laughs> you don't call it we gonna come up with a word y'all know I'm good with coming up with these <sighs> words I'm just not gonna use the n word no more you, can, just say you know noir means black. What's up? Nah, nah. It's got to be something more smooth, more, more suave. It's got to be more suave than that. It's got to be we. It's so got to be more. Is it more suave than Cole? Nah, it's got to be more John Wayne than that. I need a little bit more. Something. I need. Yeah, I need a little Sounds bit like more. A lot of bullshit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll not gonna see. say it. I'm not gonna say. It, oh, look. you calling bullshit on that one, Cal? <laughs> yeah, of course. Y'all not gonna hear this me say that. Will be saying nigga <laughs> All right, now we're gonna make a swear jar. If you say that word, you have to put a dollar in a jar. You saying that in like in general or in the, on the pod? I'm, I'm not gonna, on the pod. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not gonna say it on the pod. Now, but you're going to use it in your everyday no, life? No, no, no. That's what it no, sounds I'm like. Saying. No, I'm not. That's what it sounds All like. Right, watch. I'm going to be able to function this weekend, right? I'm going to be a little loose. I'm going to be a little intoxicated. Cal, and I'm, I'm going to ask you to take I'm notice. Gonna I'm going to anybody that said Anybody that says Because when you get drunk, that's that when you door. give your speeches, and the first thing that comes out your mouth yeah. is, you know, Cal, you my nigga, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you laughing? I love y'all. Y'all my niggas, bro. What up, nigga? (laughs) What up, my nigga? It's cool. I'm not using that's gonna be the first word that comes out of your mouth. I'm not using it, and I don't want y'all say it around me. No more. Don't say it around me. I don't want to hear it. I'm putting my foot down on that. 2020. Hey man, listen. (laughs) We are. uh, Thank you, Calvin, for that uh, beautiful uh, topic right there that we just had. Man, real rage. We do that every week. Uh, In closing. And finale. Uh, shout out to Tune, man. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the vibes. Did you just shout yourself out? I did, man. You know what I'm saying? Just shout out shout out to everybody. You know? You don't got to include us now. Shout out to everybody. Uh, in closing, hashtag talk about it. Uh, what I want to talk about is um, going back to the whole death and, 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 and grief thing for just a moment. This conversation centered around how people should view you in death. Mm-hmm. Right. What what is your uh, <clears throat> what should be your legacy. legacy when you pass? And if you have done the what has deemed great by the eyes of many that any bit of your missteps or your tragedies uh, be included or harped on. Um, we'll take this. I don't want to take this to where I'll go at the end, but what I do want to say is, like, for example, Martin Luther King Jr., we just celebrated, uh, we, we just had a day off of work for this man last Tell week. Tell me about the end of Black History Month. During, uh, is it during Black? Oh, no, it's not during Black I'm History I'm saying we're about to enter Black History Month. Oh, yeah, yeah. We about and to we got an extra day this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, for, for example, Martin Luther King Jr., man, um, great human being. We all know what he did. We have a whole day celebrated towards him. But what's one of the things that's come up in the past couple years um, is this whole him cheating on Coretta, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, cheating on Coretta is not necessarily like something that would be um, the most appropriate thing to, I guess, bring up in that instance. But um, 
there have been other tragedies that have occurred in the time frame <laughs> of someone's life that when they pass, uh, they bring it up. Kevin, and, can you hand me that, please? <laughs> what, what, how do you guys view that we should handle people's tragedies uh, in their life uh, once they pass? I feel like it's a relatively um, case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at your legacy, it's all about what, your legacy is what you choose it to be. I can't decide what it is for you. So that's why it's important to be intentional about how you live your life because the mistakes you make and what you do, people will remember you for once you're gone. 100%. So for somebody like R. Kelly, right? you know, when he passes, people are going to remember him for what? Yeah, they're going to remember for, 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 they for, for the, the, na- for the nasty. Know? For the hits, too. no, that, no, they're going. See, that's the thing. I that, feel like they're going to his 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 wrongdoings, and because of how long he was doing they that stuff, there. But it's ba- but it but it. I'm telling you, the longer and longer and further and further away you get away from the situation, the more history dictates what it is based off of the conversation that gets that 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 gets uh, generated down, that gets passed down. What do you mean? By so that? like like like. For example, we live in a day-to-day version of what what Obama did in his presidency, right? Right. But the further and further that Obama, for all intents and purposes, is going to be looked at as an overall good president, right? Overall. Mm -hmm. But we, in this moment, can nitpick the things that weren't the best policy-wise and everything that he could have implemented and everything. Mm -hmm. But when we get 100 years down the line from now, what is that conversation going to be around Obama? First thing is going to be he's the first black president, right? Right. Now, if something comes down... Now, if Obama ends up killing somebody, right, or doing something... Character flaw. I think think that's where you go into character flaws because most most of the people that we're talking about who have these legacies usually have some kind of character flaw. Right. Bill Cosby, the fucking peel popper... Kids, how do we that, how, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, how do we view that? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, I know that a lot of this stuff is probably true. I'm not saying that it's not, but a lot of things are allegations. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, with with the Kobe allegation, yeah, it, she so later many, came out and said it was falsified. So many I, people wanted to come out and say, but didn't he rape a girl after he passed? And I'm yes. like, yo, nigga, there was a white man. There was you know a white man. Saying? It yeah. pissed me off to my core, and I pray somebody finds him. It was a man in Charlotte made a viral video celebrating the fact that Kobe passed away because he called him a rapist and saying yeah. that they're, but the woman came out later and said that so, her but allegations but it, but it were false. Like, I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter, Sierra, because the allegations started b- before. Like, why, we talked about before. When it comes to these rape and other allegations That sticks with whatever, you even if she comes forward and but says... No, but it doesn't because at the, at the end of the day, there was an allegation at first. So whether it was true or not... But the there's alleg- a stigma. Like, if, I, if I go and say, hey, Nick, you raped this woman, whether it was true or not, me saying that, me attacking his character in that way to make him feel like he would be a, a rapist, you know, a rapist yeah. it diminishes so many things. I, I, and well, that's that what I'm a- saying. That's what I'm saying. Even though she came forward and said it was a falsified story, well, people still look at him so, like so, that. Well. With Kobe, there's a lot of facts out here, and I have actually a laundry list of facts in regards to the actual rape allegation against to, Kobe. A, against Kobe. Now, I'm gonna send the fact because it, it's really a lot uh, to kind of digest in regards to the facts. For all intents and purposes, I ain't gonna say that Kobe did not not rape. Uh, uh, Kobe did not not rape her. I, I, if what? you go back and look, I, that's what I'm saying, and. I, 
if you go and you look at what the actual allegations were and go back and actually look at it, because I know it sounds good without actually going into the actual investigation to say, oh, well, you know, from an umbrella standpoint, it just sounds like she made it up. You know, she went in and she ultimately went back. Well, that, that wasn't really the case that happened. My thing is this. I don't I'm not really into the whole fact checking in this particular moment in time because I really don't give a fuck about that piece. And that sucks. But I really don't give a fuck on this day, on today, I don't think on, I to, ever on, on today. If you ask me, ten, if you ask me a year from now, if you ask me two years from now, if you ask me three years from now, then I might have a little bit of a different conversation about Kobe being Bryant. But on today, I don't give a fuck about the allegation, Absolutely nor do not. Or, or the act or the or the or, or the facts of the case. But but that. That may be a that may be a flaw in how we view these individuals because if it was Bebe around the corner who hasn't done shit for Nick, but I find out he dies in a car crash, and then later on the next day I find out oh well he raped a girl. Where does my opinion sway on that? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't give. A, listen, let the family mourn in peace who just died in the car crash. You know what I'm saying? Let them have that. We can discuss the intricacies of his life and all of the negative things that came across on another day, but today is not the day. This Absolutely week is not, not this week is not the week. If you guys want to come to me and talk about the rape allegation that happened in 2006 in Salt Lake City, which we can go back and forth about the facts on, then yes, I'd be more than happy to have the conversation with you about that, but we're not having that conversation today. You know what I'm saying? So I think my overall question is when it comes to the legacy of it and we get far removed away from the particular situation, how do we handle Kanye West, for example? Right. I look at him in a very positive light. He's Mm -hmm. done some very questionable things in the eyes of many over the past couple of years. Right. You know, Kanye is in a position where he can clean himself up. Right. He because I mean. The, the, the Sunday choir thing and, you know, knock on wood, life is never promised, but we think Kanye is going to be here for a while. And, you know, but just to say, like, do we give do we give grace to the ones that we think are great? And that's the thing. I feel like we have no room to judge anyone starting there, but we can't pick and choose who we want to show grace to me. I'm a Christian woman, so. I don't pick and choose. Yeah, but I feel like I we do that. But I'm saying, like, I feel too. like we do that every. I feel like we do that every time. And somebody that says that they don't pick and choose be lying. Because 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 I would need to. Like, I would need to show the facts. If, if, if for whatever reason, and I know it may not come out, but if the stuff that came out about Michael was actually true, who would stop listening to that music? Nobody. Well, I, no, I can't say that. They would, it, no, they would continue. No, no, no. I can't say because Calvin, because his no, greatness no. overshadows whatever else bullshit he had going. No, R. Kelly. No, but but R. Kelly and Michael are two. Different you cannot. R. Kelly. R. Kelly is not hey on Michael Jackson's level. Hey guys. Hey guys. Do we want to be honest here? <laughs> do we? Do we want to have honesty? Honest moment? about what? Do we want to? You better not say what I think you about do, to say. Do, do we really want to have honesty moment here? R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. When you think about what they are in greatness in terms of their music, right? When you have just the novice conversation about just anything in regards to the both of them, Nick. they get lumped in the same conversation. No, no, no they no. don't. 100%. No, they don't. 100%. You, you guys are going to the specifics of the case. I'm talking about... No, no. I'm We're talking, talking about, about his career. I'm talking his about musical career. career and his you whole... put Michael and Prince in the same conversation, not Michael and fucking Arcade. Guys, we're not talking We're not talking musical catalog. I got you. What the hell are you talking about? You guys just said that the conversation about R. Kelly and his allegations versus Mike and his allegations 
conversations aren't no, in the no, same no, conversation. No, 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 I said, no, 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 no. I said they're different level stars. Okay, but I what said I, they're star. Michael stardom, but what is I, going to overshadow whatever bullshit he had going on over R. Kelly stardom that can overshadow it to a certain extent. It can't because he's been doing it so long. It's so high no. that it's not going to overshadow no, because his stardom isn't to Michael's, bro. But oh, okay, so. Musically, he might not be in the caliber of Mike, and I know that for a fact. But when we start talking about the conversation overall about artists who have suspect, questionable things that are outside of the music, we don't for talk R. about Kelly, but, for R. Talk, Kelly is not suspect. Wait, wait, wait. We got evidence. But that's but again, you're going to the specifics of the case. I don't give a fuck. I'm not talking about specific. I'm talking about the overall. If you just have a coffee shop conversation with somebody. And you bring up stars that have had questionable past about things. So you bring but up R. Kelly. No, but yeah, you bring that conversation. That's what I'm saying. They are lumped in the same category on but a novice on a novice on a novice level. Not to the level. same extent. Because, yes, they are. No, you they're not. Again. Because we know for a fact that R. Kelly did it. There was a fucking tape released about it with him pissing on an underage girl. I'm talking about the facts of them not being held at the same conversation. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I'm literally guys. R. Kelly and Michael Jackson are not the same people based off of what they are alleged doing, right? But Michael Jackson was alleged, and we can agree to disagree whether or not he touched the kids. Did he or did he not touch the kids? We don't have any evidence that shows we, Okay, does. okay, cool. Yep. Uh, Calvin? No. He didn't touch him. So we don't have any evidence on Sierra. Calvin is his hard, hard no. I don't know, okay? I'm put it that way. Do we have evidence of facts for R. Kelly? Did yes. he do those things with the women? Yes. Yes, to Sierra's point? Yes. Calvin? We have multiple tapes that show okay. that he had sex with underage girls and filmed himself. 100%. Cool. So we're going off of facts in these situations when we start picking out the nitty gritty of the details of each one, right? Yeah. Where are you but, going with this? Yeah, where are you going with this? I'm going with the fact of Calvin brought up a point that there is a conversation that is being had where R. Kelly's name got brought up about where we look at his legacy moving forward, moving in the past, right? right. We're not going to give a shit about R. Kelly and his musical career if he with what he's done to right he's not gonna extent. let no, he's no, no. not gonna look he's not gonna get looked what at I'm saying as is, greatness what i'm saying is his legacy will still have the tarnish on his record but it will not like his musical career will not overshadow that tarnishment in a case where like a michael jackson his career his stardom his his star power who's Michaels. Oh. Overshadows whatever bullshit he went through, whether it was true or not. And so that's what I'm saying. So like, what? So can we. Uh, I'm, never mind. What I'm saying Name is. Somebody I'm gonna talk, Name no, somebody else. Name somebody else. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm saying that they would be in the same conversation if you talk no, about no, no, I'm going, children or abuse or whatever the thing is. But the, the fact of the matter we'll is. We'll have an honest conversation at a later date. Right. But the fact of the matter is, the legacy of Michael Jackson will always be the legacy of Michael Jackson, no matter what comes out to this day. But that's my point. R. Is Kelly's that true? Written. Is that true? That's, what, is that that's true? my point. Is is it true that no matter what comes out of Michael Jackson, no matter what, you're saying that the legacy is there? It's that's done. A, that's it's done. My, Just that, like it is with MLK. It's done. Okay. He cheated on Chris. Okay. Yeah, but bet. Guess what he did? Yeah. He started something that a lot of niggas did. That's my. Like, that, that's the question I, I wanted to like, know. I feel I, like that's what I wanted to know. Because what also makes a mic, difference. What also makes a difference is how long they've been gone. Like, people are not going to really care because 
Martin Luther King been dead yeah, but how many that, but, years? Okay, okay, that's that's, but that's fair to a point. Legacy, yeah, but but but, but I mean it, it changes. Is, but no, no, but, but it think changes about the history it. books. So Sierra, it changes the books. You can't say on one hand, well, okay, well this is what it is, and then you find out information, and then you're going to teach the kids, and you leave that part out because you don't you agree with it in the moment. Years ago, yeah, because it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. No, you have but to. But you're not going to teach little children that he cheated on Coretta either. Well, no, that's outside of what we're talking. But I'm saying, like for example, I'm talking from a fact perspective. If it comes out a hundred years from now that we found out that Obama was stealing a, a million dollars from every American on the planet, right? That, but we find that out a hundred years later. Starting at that point, we're not gonna not include that in his in his facts. I mean, I understand what you're saying, something of that, that significance, but. But Him when we cheating. start talking about, but but why is it? In, but I guess my question is, why does it change the fact if it goes from rape or if it goes to something else? Because if we're talking about, okay, well, Mike's dead, leave him alone. I feel you. I, I, I mean, I'm even, not saying even Mike, in the Michael. I mean, even in the Martin Luther King case, they said that he possibly could have raped a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I feel what you're saying. That's all and I'm I, saying. And I'm just, I know I'm that it will it will tarnish their legacy. But when you think about the the creators of their legacy, depending on how big their stardom was. It will not affect it. Martin Luther King still has a holiday to this day. Whether mm-hmm. or not they figure out if that rape allegation is correct or not, mm-hmm. whether he cheated on Coretta or not. I feel what y'all saying. Michael Jackson is one of it is the largest star mm-hmm. we've ever known. Mm-hmm. Right? His legacy is set in stone, regardless of whatever comes out about him. And that, and I think that's I think that's what I'm trying to say. Once your legacy is stamped, you're good. Even with some bullshit coming out. And it's not. He's not saying it's right. It's, I'm not saying it's right, but but bro, right. like R. Well, Kelly's legacy ain't stamped. It's not. He's he, been he, out the musical game for too long. It ain't stamped. I don't even agree with that. He ain't even. It, been out yes, the game he does. Me. Yes, he has. It, when is the last time he dropped an album that hit like that? Yo, but the nineties. But, but see, now you're adding. But see, now you're adding. You can't say he's he hasn't been. At, you're talking about where he was at his prime. You can't say he'd been out of it musically. He was still on tour. He was still selling no, no, out. No, no, no. Like what I'm saying is. Yeah, but but you're talking this, about no, quality. No, 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 you're no, talking no. About quality. no. What I'm saying is the reason why his bullshit is overshadowing. His legacy and his musical career is because he hasn't really been in the music like that, like that, to the point where it can overshadow what's been going on these past few years. All we've been hearing in the news these past few years is this damn documentary and surviving R. Kelly. Any conversation mentioning R. Kelly is not about music. Or did you hear that last R. R Kelly album? No, they're talking about the girls and do you believe that it's true? The talk is not about his music anymore. It's about the bullshit he did behind closed doors. So when R. Kelly passes away, there's not going to be a celebratory fashion. There's not going to be a, there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a parade in the streets. We're not going to shut down. We're not going to have a moment of silence for R. Kelly. And I don't believe that we should. Moment, but of, I'm just si- moment of silence, yes, not the parade. It's are we, not going to be a speed. BET ain't going to give him a special. That, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they might give him a special. It just might not be what he wants. Might not be a positive. Might not be a positive special. <laughs> I, again, and that's his fault because he built his legacy. But And, and again, and I want to close in this because I want to ask the question. Do you believe that when someone passes away... That we should hold their past transgressions to the like, should we hold them accountable for the past transgressions? Um, no, because they're gone. No, yes, you do. I mean, yes, I mean, yes, to a certain extent. We'd be like, oh, hell, oh, Hitler's okay. No, 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 no. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, yes. No, no, no. I view it. I can say, hold on. Let me say. Let me explain what I meant when I said that. 
you can hold them accountable to a certain extent, but in my eyes, they're already gonna answer to whatever they did in this life once they pass. But we still here. So I'm here. not. I'm not gonna. But we still here. That's I'm my not, point. We still I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna dwell on what Hitler did, but I'm gonna always say Hitler was a. That was a some ain't shit shit, and you fucked up. That was some bad shit that you did. I'm not saying I'm just. Oh, Hitler's dead. I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna say good job for the life that you live. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm not gonna harp on it because you gotta answer. To God at the end of the day, but uh, but 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 see again, I think it's picking and choosing because when Chris Brown passes away, it whenever that time comes, are, are, are we gonna eliminate the uh, the Rihanna situation? We, no, we gonna, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Are, are we're we gonna, gonna el- eliminate some of the other situations too? Listen, no. listen. The thing is, and and just like it was with Michael, we we all acknowledge that Michael was the goat, but they also acknowledge the fact that he had some some he things some going on with his with his personal life, and I think that's just gonna how it's gonna be regardless. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, they're always going to have that past piece in there. And I think it's important because you don't really fully know a person unless you know the entire story. Leaving out things about the story does not make it right. Yeah, I'm not saying leave out and just ignore it. But I'm not going to dwell, spend my days dwelling on someone else's life when they've passed and whatever they've done. But it's between them and God and they have to answer to that. Listen, I'll, like what what they got going on. Oh, and and the afterlife is definitely between them and them. But we definitely have the right to have the conversation to discuss oh, these bars in regards to whether or not they did some fuck shit on this planet when they did some fuck shit. So at the time of R. Kelly's demise, I understand the conversation that we are going to have about Mr. Robert Kelly. Uh, there have been some others. There's even going to be a conversation that we're going to have about Bill Cosby. Like it or not, mm-hmm. you you can disagree with the Bill Cosby situation all you want to. Uh, but again, we could go on for days for that. Um, hashtag talk about it, man. Let's clap it up for the 100th episode. Uh, niggas was plotting like it was their contract year today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> niggas was plotting like it was their contract year today. Um, we love to do this. Uh, again, you guys are hearing this on the Friday before the Super Bowl. We have not touched on it that much. Super Bowl is this Sunday? Super Bowl is this Sunday. What are y'all and, doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I'm not the crib. I was thinking about grilling out, so y'all are welcome to come through if y'all are in the Sierra crib. Danielle Super Bowl 51, right? No? 50, 54. 54? Yeah, no, it is like 54. 54, 55, 55 something like that. Uh, down in Miami, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy G, Pat Mahomes, Rich Sherman, Kettle, Kelsey. Who you got? Who's the black quarterback? Uh, Pat Mahomes. Who is he? Who does he play for? The Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. I'm rooting for everybody black. Okay. Okay. Solid. Uh, Calvin, who you got? I'm rooting for everybody black too, but not the black quarterback. I'm rooting for Richard Sherman. Hey, the second hey, ring. hey, hey. I'm going hey, for the 49ers. Hey, respect. Respect. I like the switch up you did there. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go for the 49ers too, man. Wow. Shout out to number 41 on the 49ers. So Emmanuel Mosley. He uh, went to Delhi. The 49ers High lose. I mean, I'm That's not it. gonna be that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy on both sides. Shout out to Andy Reid. I would love to see him get a Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's been incredible. I mean, I think Andy Reid's gonna blow it. T- tomato, tomato, shmato, bato. Uh, but it should be. Hopefully, it's a good game. If you're watching the game, enjoy some wings, enjoy the beer, enjoy the lick, enjoy some company that you're around. Uh, what are you guys doing this weekend? Saturday, Reup TV, 105.1 Live. Turn up. Turn up. Uh, famous. What you doing this weekend, brother? We gonna ride down to Charlotte, go see Libby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Libby, man. We pulling up. Apparently, she got a mansion. 
Yeah, that's what I. That's that, that's what the, that's what that's what the streets are saying. Libby, I ain't putting your business out there, but I am putting your business out there. Look, hundredth episode, we officially back. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We bitches. love you. We love you. Bye.